Hello, welcome to Sitcom Geeks. My name's Dave Cohen, and normally uh, James Kerry is with us, but we're actually at the Hlandudno Craft of Comedy Conference, and uh, this is one of the first of our special uh, Sitcom Geek uh, interviews. And uh, fittingly, uh, James can't be with us because he's actually uh, doing a session about how to make podcasts. So uh, I'm here with producer Katie. Hello. Katie Story. And also joining me, very pleased uh, to have here, is Jill Isles. Hello. Jill is uh, a producer and uh, she's been very heavily involved in uh, Carshare, one of the great successes of the last year, great sitcom successes, and uh, at the time of recording, nominated for numerous BAFTAs. Four, four, four BAFTAs, BAFTAs, if you include the People's Choice. Either way, we're very excited and uh, uh, to, to have Jill. We'll, to, we'll talk about uh, car share quite a lot, but actually because uh, Jill's a, a very, uh, very interesting career uh, producing comedy over the years. Would you like to just uh, sort of fill us in yeah, a little bit about yes. where, how you got into well, uh, comedy? Well, my first comedy job um, was on the 11 o'clock show, which you were on That's as right. a writer, oh, yes. Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a researcher, lonely researcher ah. um, at that point. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, it was the last ever 11 o'clock show ah. uh, that was made. I don't think that's anything to do with my researching skills. Or my writing skills, no, possibly. No, no, let's, let's, we'll better make that clear, yeah. I think. Um, yes. And so, um, yeah, so that was my first job um, uh, with Phil Clark as yeah. producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Who is now head of scripted comedy at Channel 4. Yes, of course. Uh, and um, Will Smith and mm-hmm. Cyderdelic. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so that led me on to my second job as an AP with um, working on Cyderdelic on, mm-hmm. on that, their show uh, with um, Mark and Barry. Um, and uh, so I did... You know various bits and pieces in in London, um, working for BBC in house on occasion, uh, just you know uh, as a researcher and an AP, and then um, the BBC opened their comedy department in Manchester, and I am a northern person as you can probably tell. Well, the BBC said no. Which uh, which uh, northern chap went to a good school? Uh, oh, we haven't got a chap. We've got a, got a lady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lady with a northern accent. Exactly, oh. and I did not go. Well, I did go to a good school, but not a good school in the terms that you're talking oh, about. Okay. I went to a very character-building school. Right. In okay. Castleford. Uh, okay. In, oh, I know uh, it well. Yes. <laughs> Do you? Oh yeah, I'm a Leeds boy. Myself. Oh, oh well, so, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Right. Um. So yes. Yeah, so as you'll know, Castleford, uh, with its um, chemical works and its mining industry. And. Uh, Quite dirty rugby league team, as far as I can remember. Yeah, when I used yes. to watch Follow Leeds Rugby League, but this is yeah, it is completely going off the yeah. point. This is going <laughs> off the point. Yes, last time, last podcast or two, we had Mark Evans and uh, James uh, discussing the uh, England cricket team, and so yes, now exactly. Jill and I are discussing yeah. Northern Rugby League. Uh, absolutely, this is what it's about. This is yeah. what it should be about. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, so I moved back up north um, to Manchester. Um, and I started with Comedy North as an AP and talent kind of manager, producer, right. uh, which meant me going out to comedy clubs and you know just finding new new people that were out there and bringing them into the BBC and developing scripts with them. And I was really lucky at the time. Uh, the people that were coming through at that time were people like Jason Manford and John Bishop and Sarah Millican. Alan Carr was still doing the the um, circuit in Manchester when I 
people when I first moved up there. Um, so there was a real, you know, raft of people who who were, who were brilliant, and you could see, you know, f- from a mile away that they were going to be great. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, d- I did that for a little while, and then um, they were looking for a producer to produce a uh, <laughs> to produce a pilot, which was a, a hybrid entertainment. Um, comedy pilot, right? Okay, w- with Rufus Hound and Tom Price, mm-hmm. um, called The Flat. Right. It was never meant to be broadcast, but it was. Um, uh, I think they were both presenting on BBC Choice at that time, and um, so we got a writer to write a, a sitcom flat share that wasn't a sitcom. Is that the uh, uh, idea, or I don't know. It was. It was kind of very much. We, we were hoping it was very much in the vein of the young ones. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it, it was really good. It was mm. really good, but it, um, you know, we, we would because it was a pilot. We were trying to experiment a little bit with uh, the genre, um, and um, and it was great. But it just didn't get picked up, you know, like so many pilots don't. Yeah. It was really cheap to make, and uh, you know, Rufus and Tom mm. were brilliant in it. But um, yeah, just one of those things. Yeah, this conversations uh, we've been having. I've been having a few of these conversations already at the uh, conference where people uh, automatically assume, you know, if you've worked on, if you're lucky enough to have worked on a successful show, uh, and they think, oh, so you must only ever work on successful shows, and you remember with the, the bitter tears of pain <laughs> and frustration, and anger, all those sort of favourite uh, ideas that you had, and that they they kind of, if you're lucky, you'll get a pilot, and then nothing nothing yeah. comes of it. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uh, yeah stuff. yeah it, uh, it's true and you know and the, uh, it was great for me because it was the first thing I'd ever produced and um, it was a really small team of us and f- from a producer point of view you you know you you're learning your craft as well mm. as 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 everybody else on the team um, so it was great to you know be in that kind of environment where it, it wasn't ever going to be a broadcast pilot that you think, okay, we can take a few chances and I, I can make mistakes and you know and learn learn how this process works. Yeah. Because until someone gives you the job as being the producer of a show, you can never explain that feeling of whenever when it's all going wrong and everybody just turns to you and, and goes, right, what do we do? Mm. And that first time that happens, you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> what do we do? Um, so um, yeah. Uh, so that's um, I mean. And it's, it's interesting you talk about being a producer. We've we've had um, Bill Dare on the show uh, before. He he basically he is a um, he would call himself a, a writer who produces. Yes. Uh, you you very much call yourself a producer. What what yes. does that mean in the sort of day to day your day to day existence? Yeah. Well, I I am very much a producer who produces. I I, I know I'm not a writer. Um, I know I'm not a director. Um, and um, I think I think a producer's job is really it's really important, and I know I would say that obviously, but I think I think you you always need that person. I mean, but so basically, everybody always asks me, what does a producer do? Uh, and that's a really good question. Um, uh, I uh, <laughs> we thought we'd add some. Uh, we just clicked the seagull sound there, so we, just so uh, we're actually in a studio in London. But, uh, we're, not, we're not really in Clandon now at all, so we can t- turn the seagulls off. So yeah, so my uh, my my job, I kind of see it as the the person that pulls everything together. So. I, you, how, how it usually starts is it starts with, always starts with a script and a writer 
or writers, um, and then uh, I will get attached to a project, um, and then it's my job to build that team around the project to make it to make it happen really. So um, uh, I'll work closely with the writer, and you know I've, I've recently done car share, so working with uh, Peter Kay, who writes writes and directs and is in it. Um, but I've also just done a short uh, with Gus Khan, who is an absolutely brand new first thing that he's done uh, writer, and so and so I kind of bring skills to um, a project depending on the level of project that it is mm. so the, with so with Peter K for example um, I you know I, 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 I don't obviously do script notes or you know anything like that and um, we, we talk about we talk about stuff and talk about the scripts and if there's something that that I think I can contribute in terms of is that working well or, or whatever yeah. then, then I will but with someone like Gus who's brand new then I'll get more involved in the scripts yeah. um, and give script notes um, and you know, but I'm, I'm very uh, working with Baby Cow was a brilliant training ground for me. I think because they are so um, talent centred that uh, everything, every decision, every final decision has to come from um, you know the writer or writer performer. Right. Uh, and that is right. That's absolutely. I, I completely, I completely adhere yeah. to that. Now, uh, Baby Cow used to be. Um uh, the the only um, uh, one of the big independent comedy companies that that took unsolicited scripts yes. and I don't think they do that now do no. they so what what would you say we'll talk about car share in, in a minute but but because um, you mentioned baby cow what yes. would you say to the writer with the uh, the, the new writer um, with the script what 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 are they supposed to do that's a really good question and that that when when we we were taking scripts at Baby Cow, um, it you, you just get overwhelmed because there are so few pe- people and companies doing it that you just get completely swamped by scripts. And there was one person whose job it was to you know just to read scripts. And I, I can kind of hand on heart say that when I was at the BBC, uh, at Comedy North, reading scripts um, and you know inviting people to send things in, we. I don't think we ever got anything that ever got made from mm. a, an unsolicited script, um, and I, I think um, the only—I'm uh, sure proved wrong about this—but the the biggest, the, the kind of greatest example and case in point was Cold Feet that came in as a spec script and um, got picked up, but you know it it happens really infrequently. Um, the the best thing. When I was when I was taking in new scripts and reading new scripts, uh, was that you get to meet a writer, or if you like if you like something in the script, then uh, you know you get to meet them and then you get introduced to them and and I think so I think for new writers, getting a, a producer or someone from a production company just interested in your work in the first instance is is the best thing that you can do, mm. because I think to think if you especially if you're a new writer unless you're a genius to write your first script, send it to a production company, and then get it made. Uh, I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm I'm just thinking that that did happen with Jason Cook and Heaven. Right. <laughs> so that's completely. But Jason was established as a stand-up yeah. at that point. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just um, I suppose and and James and I do often say uh, on the podcast or if we're we're teaching that you know, your your sitcom scripts is 
almost certainly not going to get made, but it will be if it's a very good script it will be a calling card yes and did you get did you ever find a writer you didn't necessarily make their sitcom but yeah. you'd find a writer who you thought oh i'd like to meet this writer and work yeah, with them yeah 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 there were there were several there were several writers um that uh, uh you know in in manchester in the manchester and northwest that uh that i i met I've to edit this out because I, I can't remember <laughs> any names at this point. But uh, what would you suggest people do then, if given that Baby Cow doesn't is that that option is not available? No, no. Um, so I well, the, the thing that always springs to mind is just the writers' room, BBC writers' room. Now, mm. I, I mean, do you have experience of dealing with the writers' room? Because I don't, I you know, I always say, oh, the BBC writers' room, but I I don't really know. In you terms know. of knowing that people have written to the BBC Writers' Room yeah. and that they do get the re- that they have to respond, yeah, um, that that's something that um, I, I've had. I don't haven't had personal experience yes. with with a, sending yeah. a script there, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's generally the BBC or the, for radio scripts as well. There's um, yes. the, you know nearly always the BBC has to be the the kind of uh, yeah. main port and. Uh, we have to say as well that I think you know it is very very rare, even for uh, established writers, to write brilliant scripts. The first draft of a script yeah. that you see, often you don't necessarily know if that's going to going to work or not. But um, if I could actually just move on to car share yeah, now, yeah. anyway, because I think that's uh, what you're saying about your job. It starts with a it always starts with a script, yeah. but I. Presume with Karsha and having seen uh, having um, seen the talk you gave last night, yes. very much it started it started began and ended with Peter Kay is interested in making this program and that that that's kind of enough, isn't it? Really yeah, for yeah. a commissioner to say so. Yeah. So you kind of didn't really start you you, you started with Peter Kay, didn't yes, you? Yes. Yeah. Then, completely. Yeah. And then how did how did the scripts kind of evolve? Yeah. So. Um, the uh, Paul Coleman um, started. Uh, he came up with the idea, and uh, he started writing it with Tim um, Reed. Um, he they worked together uh, quite a lot, um, and they um, so they uh, they took the script six episodes to Peter, um, and but because Paul's a friend uh, friend of his, and uh, he he really loved it and wanted to wanted to to make it. So, uh, I, and I'm really aware that this is a really unusual process. You know, it's not it's not the usual way. But um, I think the thing the thing that's really good to know about this process is that if, as a writer, you know someone um, that, that has kind of leads in the industry or or, or talents that you know will open doors, then it's a really good thing to. Um, you know, introduce yourself to them, mm. um, and uh, and and try and make that relationship work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a good you know it's a good thing. And obviously, you know, Peter is just he's just incredible. He he, he took that script and he was the one that suggested Sean um, Gibson um, to be his co-star in it. Um, and he uh, yeah, they both took the scripts and improvised around it. Um, and um, yeah, just made it into the show that you see on the screen. Yeah, which is interesting that, and again, this is a development, and we've talked about this before. How um, you know scripts were always scripts, and they were ri- written, and now with the rise of the writer performer, you do have much more of an element of um, scripts being 
being written, uh, being improvised, semi yeah. semi improvised. Yeah. But presumably, at the end of the, the, the each day, you had a sort of you had a script, and, and they learnt the scripts. And they, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There was a um, there was a script. Uh, there was a script that uh, we, when we were driving up and down uh, the A6, uh, there was a script that they had and knew and and you know did the words, uh, and then we'd do another up and down the A6 improvising as well. So we always had the script, um, mm-hmm. but uh, we always ha- made time in the schedule to 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 see if we could have any added extras um, that would you know, and 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 that that works because. Of Peter and Sean's relationship, yeah, um, and you know when when Peter invited Sean to to be in it, he knew that 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 would work because of that mm. and that naturalness that they have between them and that natural ease that they have um, that I think comes across on screen. It is very much based on um, on their on their friendship, and so I think a lot of people kind of think the that improvising is the easy easy way to, to be funny because mm. you, your friends think you're funny when you you know just in the pub or whatever um but i really think um you know if you're going to improvise then if you have to be really really good like peter and jana mm. how much did much of the improvisation find its way yeah, in then? a lot a lot of it did yeah. um i'd say yeah i'd say about you know, maybe twenty, thirty percent of each episode right. improvised. Okay, okay. You so yeah. you saw the show, didn't you, Katie? Yeah, yeah. 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 But it feels like you've got improv within a structure, so you know Definitely. what you want to get out of a scene. Absolutely, not just yeah. freestyle. Yeah, and yeah. Um, going um, off the rails. No, yeah. and we always, uh, as I said, we mm. always, um, we always had the script. So you know, the at the end of the day, we always knew that we had twenty nine minutes of of funny stuff, mm. Mm. Uh, and then any improvisation would always be bonus. To yeah. That. Uh, and then, and then it's kind of what's uh, how it works in the edit, you know. And, and again, that's a, a, another amazing skill that Peter has to to build the show in the edit. Mm. Well, one thing actually that that uh, I was interested in, and uh, comedian Simon Evans last night, he he was at the, uh, the 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 talk, and he said, "All right, the great thing about it is," he said, it, "and it doesn't really sort of feel like a sitcom." Mm. And and you in the panel, the, the uh, Paul, the writer, and Sean agreed that it, you didn't think it was a sitcom. But um, for me, the the the, the, the central the, one of the sort of central things about it it's a it's a sort of will they won't they yes. uh, a classic will they won't they romance and, yes. and Peter's character is very much you know uh, a, a, a classic sitcom character who you sort of really know deep down yeah. would like to go out with this woman and for six episodes the the, the whole thing is. That, yeah. that's the kind of underlying thing and yeah. and yet when you talked about it you said that was a, that was not really there that idea wasn't there at all at the start well it, it was kind of there as a as a we, we knew that that well the, the writers knew that it needed a hook um, and th- so there was always the sense of the will they won't they so mm. it, it was always there but um, the how how it that transferred to the screen I think in in our minds it was um, it it was always always there and always there in the scripts, but the way that that the, the, it came through in the performances just and the way that everybody has really that, that I think that's what people love about it. I think that not just the will they won't they, but the way that that is played out on screen. I think you, you have a real 
you know, a real love for those characters. Yeah. And and you really because it's it's really delicately done. It's not um, it's not kind of forced down your throat, and it's not just about that. Mm. Um, so I don't know if I, I suppose if it if the car share was meant to be like that at the at the beginning of, of you know of the idea, then uh, maybe it wouldn't have been so delicately, you know. Uh, woven through through the episodes. One one other thing I was interested that came up last night. Paul uh, Coleman said that um, the idea he he sort of came up with the idea, and one of the, one of the reasons to come up with it was this idea of uh, how because it's so expensive to make comedy. Yeah. How do you how do you make something cheap? Yes, you set it in one yes. place, and so it's a, it's a sitcom, an entire sitcom set in in a car. Yeah. Um, I mean, is that? I guess it became quite expensive in the end when you know by the time you had all the sort of cameras in the car and everything yeah. as well. But but for a new writer starting out, do you think is that a kind of something people should be? thinking about. Yeah, I think so. I think it's whatever makes makes your script more uh, saleable really. And I think so if you're if you're if your script if 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 you read a script, if I read a script and think this is going to be really expensive, then that's kind of one mark against it, you know, in the in the road to getting something commissioned. You kind of think, "Oh, well, you know, it, it would be an ex comedy's expensive anyway." So to have uh, for for a commission to take a risk on something that they know is a risky business and uh, and and so if they're spending more money then they're less likely to take the risk especially on, on a new writer mm. it's uh, you know a new, uh, t- take taking risks and trust are, are the key things really mm. to for for a new script and and I guess that's how the commissions kind of look at it is um how well how funny is it and um, because it, obviously everybody wants hits, and you know, as as we know, it's not easy to <laughs> write a hit. <laughs> yeah, or to know you've got one. Maybe. Well, absolutely, yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, that's because um, everybody says that they're always looking for the new hit, and everybody's yeah. also saying uh, we need audience sick, and we need audience sick, and, and that was another interesting thing last night, watching an episode of Car Share with an audience. Yes, and. Being, it was like being in a studio audience, yeah, really, yeah. and and I, and I guess you've not really done much. Uh, you, generally, you 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 you're not doing studio no. stuff. But would you? Yeah. Um, I, I'd them? love I'd love to do more studio stuff. I did. Um, I, I produced in with the Flins. Uh, oh yes, yes. Uh, well, for BBC One, um, and uh, I, I really really enjoyed that experience. It's yeah. it's a completely different. It's not completely different, but. You know, you have the same kind of building the team around, uh, but it's a di- it's a different team. You know, it's a different team of people with different skills. Um, it, I I re- I would love to do more audience sitcoms. They don't seem to kind of come along, mm. and I think uh, I think there are kind of directors and producers that specialise in in that kind of thing as but, well. But they're even more expensive, aren't they? So they're yeah. even more risk. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when people again, we've said this before. When people don't like a um, War and Peace, they just say, "Oh, we didn't like yeah. War and Peace." But if they don't like In with the Flins, yeah, people get uh, angry about get, it. Really do. Yeah. How dare the BBC be spending this? Uh, this yeah, uh, money, it's it, it's re- it's really really hard to yeah. um, every, everything when when you're making a comedy, everything has to has to hit every part of the process has to hit. 
otherwise it's just kind of lame mm. or it doesn't work or people think oh, I didn't like that or, mm. and that's from the casting to the direction to the locations to the editing you know every every process has mm. to be bang on to what, what are you looking for when you read a new script when you um, just that it's funny and it, and it feels original and I know that's really cliched and you ask anybody here to say what they're looking for and that's what they'll say and you ask any commissioner and that's what they'll say um, mm. but um, it's 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 true you know it's something in the first instant instance it has to make you laugh and it has to feel like because there's there's two there's two kind of heads of when, when I'm reading a comedy I have two heads on so the first, when I first read something, I just I just read it, and mm. I and I have you know the kind of instinct of does it make me laugh, mm-hmm. um, and then if it does, then you kind of read it again with your producer head on, thinking okay, well how commissionable is this, um, how um, you know are, are the the channels looking for this kind of thing at the moment? Is it too derivative of something else? Um, is the writer experienced? You know what level are they at? Uh, and so all the all the production kind of questions uh, are raised. Uh, so it's yeah the first but the first thing is, is it is it funny? Um, and and then you know you give a script to ten different producers and you know however many will find it funny or not funny or um, so it's I think it's it's important to find someone who kind of gets you as a writer um, from a producer in producer terms. But you know I think. That's what what I was saying before about the producer being uh, the the role being quite underrated in in the whole process mm. because it's such an important relationship between yeah. the director, producer, and writer, uh, and I think all those three key people have to have the same vision for the project. Um, otherwise, otherwise it's a non-starter really. Yeah. And um, I think the producer is the person that has to not bring their own kind of ego to it and I don't mean ego in a, in a bad way but I just mean uh, the the producer should be supporting the vision of it of a project not mm. not be trying to influence by putting their own jokes in or you know or steering right. it in a, in a in a creative way necessarily unless mm. it, that's what the project needs yeah if that yeah. makes sense so you are you would uh, again Bill there he basically described two types of producer yeah. which is the the creative producer yeah. and the uh, producer who's very good at reading contracts and health yeah, and safety. I, I, and, see, I, I don't agree with that at all. No, because no, okay. I think um, I, I think there's some somewhere in between because yeah. you know I I as a producer have things to add to um, to a project, hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that I'm you know going to sit there with the writers and think that I can write a script because I can't. But what what hopefully I can do is is focus the writers into thinking can you know asking the question can this be funnier, yeah. and that's that's not me writing but that's me, and that's also me not just re- reading contracts. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So there's definitely some somewhere yeah. in between. That's um, it's that outside eye, isn't it? Because yeah, you can't it see is. it when it's your project. And Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And script editor. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. it's and it's that thing of, you know, that there's so much more more to. And this this is this is where where some uh, writer producers that they they're only interested in the script uh, and uh, you know I'm not counting Bill Dare as, as this kind of person at all but I've worked with producers that the script is all all that's important mm. 
Mm. Um, and it's the script in in terms in teleterms, the script is the most important thing, but everything else around it has to be important as well. Mm. And it's and I think it's a producer's job to to see that to to that everything around it feeds into the script and makes the script work the best it can. Right. But um, it's you know all those things have to work as well and be e- have equal attention paid to them. Mm. Um, and you know so if the writer's writing the script. I'm, I've got my one eye on that, but also, um, you know, got one eye on casting, one eye on what the channel wants, uh, mm. uh, and that's you know, three eyes already. Three by eyes, the way, exactly, so. exactly, yeah. and that's just that's just a, a fraction of the eyes, right, um, on the, on anything. Okay. But, but that's it's re- that's what why it's really important yeah. to have, um, and in my philosophy about it is um, just. W- Whatever decision I'm making, it's it has to be. Does this make make the show better? Mm. You know, and so all the decisions kind of funnel through that that filter in my in right. my head. You know, um, is that does that cast member make the show better? Does spending five thousand pounds on that joke make the show better? You right. know, it's yeah. you know it's all, it's it has to be all all of that as well as balancing. The budget and making that work because you know who wants a producer who goes hundred grand over budget. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, so it's keeping. It's that it is that person that's kind of, st- hopefully getting the writers to do what they do best, which right. is right. Yeah. Um, but also making sure that practically the program gets made, uh, comes in on budget, it complies with all the standards from the channel. You know, there has to be a person doing that, and I I consider that to be quite creative. Wrong. Yeah. So it's not you know because if you if you haven't got an understanding of the writing and the script, mm. um, and how important that is and what works and what doesn't, you know that that's a create that's a creative head I think from a producer. Do you, do you see the future um, more kind of being you know, the, the the writer performer being more of a kind of uh, where we're heading now? And I just I just think it's easier for for the people making the decisions about commissioning to see if something's going to work or not mm. because if you for example with uh, Gus Khan who I mentioned before who I've just worked with you, you can see um, he, he does uh, YouTube videos of, and that's where, where he was found by um, uh, Christian Smith that kind of suggested him to, for a project that I was doing um, who's the BBC commissioner and he um, you, you can just you can just see that he's He's funny. He's a funny, funny yeah. man, uh, and so it's easier to 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 work work with that. And it's easy to see if you start with someone who's funny, then brilliant. Mm. You know, whereas with a script, I I don't know if so many more things can go wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it depends who's in charge if they can see the funny in the script. Uh, you know, as well, which is. Um, and just because a writer thinks it's funny doesn't necessarily mean that it is. Oh, that's um, I, I'm <laughs> suitably chastened by that. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't no. meant to be chastened. But that's uh, I mean but there is uh, it, it, the, the 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 other side of that is yeah. Yeah, on the one hand yes performers I mean especially stand ups you know are, are very good uh, are, are, can play any audience and yeah. that, that's the that's their sort of ability but yes. we do seem to have lost the kind of performer who um, I mean, again this without 
wanting to wallow in nostalgia and yeah. the, the, there is this sort of BBC sitcom series but yeah. but the kind of people the sort of Leonard Rossiter uh, Ronnie Barker yeah. Ronnie Corbett type of people yeah. they're not we don't see that kind of person the person who's kind of come through theatre I suppose yeah, rather yeah. than stand up yeah. who, could, who could be you know I mean you, you see something like um Car share, and yes. it's it's it is the Peter K show, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is you know, and he's a brilliant, massively successful performer, and that yes. that's a, a great show, and that's him being himself, and you, you but and and something like not going out is yeah. obviously it's the, yeah. the Lee Mack show, yeah. but you can't you you wouldn't see Lee Mack suddenly appearing in somebody else's show as you know like who, who, uh, yeah. like a he's a prison inmate in one sitcom and a yeah. shopkeeper in another yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you don't get that kind of character yeah. characterisation I suppose yeah. is, is, yeah. is not quite as, as prominent Do you yeah. Think that's, uh, yeah I think it's, that's, that's fair and I think um, that, that it's interesting what you're saying about coming through theatre because um, um, you know, I know. Obviously, the Ronnie Barker route was—he um, was in rep, wasn't he, for years yeah. and years—and and developed. And I think that that is the thing of developing developing your own skills. Um, it's, you know, like uh, Malcolm and Wise spent years um, doing clubs and mm-hmm. you know summer seasons and honing their mm-hmm. craft and their skill. Um, and you know, again, Ronnie Corbett, you know, doing the nightclubs and and all of that. And and so I I don't I don't know. I think it's I think stand up a lot. A lot of stand ups I know got into stand up to be noticed, and mm. so that they could be cast in you know other other roles, um, and so are primarily actors, um, but do stand up because they can do it um, and are good at it. But it gets them noticed by by TV people, and right. they think, oh well, they're they're funny, so let's put them in a funny thing. Right. But but yeah, I think I, I think it's TV now kind of really gobbles up people they think oh right they're funny great let's get them in and then if they don't necessarily work it's like okay well that didn't work so let's get to the next thing and I, and I think it is this thing of looking for looking for hits mm-hmm. rather than growing growing ideas and and yeah. you know it's easy to see and say isn't it but, you know in, in a uh, in an ideal world mm-hmm. that you would always uh, try and nurture people and projects and things but that's not the way the industry yeah. kind of works, is it? I mean, one thing also, uh, just, just sort of looking through your CV and things, and mm. working with Baby Cow yeah. and Car Share, um, and the, the the thing that seems to be in a lot of Baby Cow sitcoms, that uh, the, the 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 ingredient which is also there in Car Share in, in Spades really is uh, pathos, yeah, and that's something that's not. Uh, that that was kind of neglected for quite a long time, yeah. um, and I just I, I wondered is is um, is ever decreasing circles is it uh, do you have to have a degree in ever decreasing circles to <laughs> to to get a show on Baby Cow or is that no, the no I think the, the thing about Baby Cow it, that was that is brilliant about them is that they they will only make stuff that they like right so they will only invest in projects that they that they like and I know that sounds mad that you wouldn't you would not do that but um, a company you know uh, other companies that, that I know and I've worked for look at a script and think we can sell this great we can make make 
money from it um, and see say and see talent and you know and and think of it more of a business which is absolutely fine obviously um, but baby cow to have the view and other other companies doing this as well uh, have the view of um, we we want to make we want to make shows that we that we really love and and so it's kind of that 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 love for a project that, mm-hmm. that permeates through yeah. everything and yeah. I think probably has that element of pathos but it's just real life as well isn't it that's the thing it's just reflecting and that's what all good comedy should do is reflect real life Um, and you know it's that old adage of um, you uh, you write about what you know and 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 that hopefully comes across on the screen Right. Okay. Well, that that seems like a suitable, fitting, uh, fitting uh, way to end this talk. It's been very fascinating. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> fascinating yeah, really, uh, stroke. Uh, that's, uh, that's great. And uh, and thanks, uh, Katie, as well. And um, so um, that was our planned no special. <laughs> I love with, your accent. Uh, it's like you. It's like a native. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes, uh, <laughs> it, uh, I've, I've spent several hours trying to get those yeah. plans right. I know, there. Yeah, I know. They, just just spat all over me. <laughs> and, um, so yes, apologies for that with proximity with the uh, microphone there. But um, thanks very much, Jill, and um, thank you, Katie. So thanks very much, and see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>